The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello, welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping very well, wherever you may be tuned in around the world. Yes, how are you? We are the show for the piping folk, so I have to say hello and welcome to all of our new listeners. With each and every podcast, we get loads of new people tuning in each week. And then, so, yeah, it just builds and builds and grows and grows. It's just incredible. So, yes, if bagpipes are your thing, you're through to the right place. Yes, because we will be chatting all about that wonderful instrument that we love so much, the bagpipe. Right, let's get to it. We've got so much to get through on this week's podcast. It's nuts. And if anything, I haven't been able to get all of this week's news uh, because I wrote my script uh, last night, actually, as I was on the air, I was busy furiously adding to it because news just keeps happening. It's just crazy and I can't keep up at the minute. It's just silly season for news because, as we all know, it's affectionately known as the transfer season. Yes, transfer season, as you would imagine, in the sporting world, players love to jump teams. Well, that's pretty much the same for the piping world. Bagpipers and drummers love to jump and change bands. So, yeah, I've been doing my best to keep on top of all of it. <sighs> but it's been difficult. There's been a lot of movement around this past, even this past couple of weeks especially. Because I dare say now, running into October, a lot of bands are now starting to get back into band halls. Which I'm finding a lot of them, a lot of pipe bands, especially here in Northern Ireland, have got right back into things. So... It's exciting times, a lot of bands are learning new material, and so it's around that time where, it, yeah, it kind of proves your mettle if you want to, you know, that, that this is the time of year where prizes are won, you know, drudging through the lashing rain and the snow and the hail and sitting in a freezing cold hall uh, trying to learn an MSR, you know, this is... <laughs> This is when prizes are won. You know, people always seem to hate this time of, se- time of the season, but this is the most exciting time of year for me, you know? And then as me, obviously, being a, a complete spectator, I love to hear little snippets and stuff. As Oh, well, we're learning this tune, and oh, we might be playing this in our medley, but we might not. <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. I love all this. I love this time of year. Right. Anyway, let's get down to it. We normally kick off each and every Big Rab Show podcast with... Listener mail, but this week's podcast is a Q and A special, question and answer special, and I've been throwing it open to you guys to email me in your questions. Now, to be honest, there was very little coming through on the questions for a while, and yeah, we were speaking about it on the live show on Fuse last night, and boom, we got a whole load of emails in from you. So, yep, we'll be getting to that. The question and answer and the listener mail section will be this week's topic of the week. But we've got a lot to get through. We also got a lot of listener mail this past week about the Big Rab Show Awards. 
a load of questions being asked about, yeah, oh, this guy should have got nominated for Legend, and this venue should have got voted, and, you know, this should have made it into most emotional moment and stuff. And, yeah, I've been kind of completely transparent with you, and I've basically told you that you could nominate something once, but it might not make the final cut. And that's what's happened in a lot of instances, you know, especially... You know, with uh, things that are hotly contested, like best beard and coolest bass drum and stuff like that. You know, we've had nominations for people and drums and bands and things, but they just didn't receive enough to kind of make it to the the top level. Because what I done is I took account of each nomination and done like a five bar gate. I don't even know if that's a thing, but yeah, I done like a five bar kind of. I took account of each one that came through, and then the one with the most amount made it. So that's very boring. But suffice to say, these awards are your awards. This has been nominated by you guys, the listeners, and it's now currently being voted for by you guys, the winners. So when you're going to be tuning into this podcast, wherever you may be, depending, of course, on when you're listening to this, the voting for the Big Rab Show Awards finishes on October the 7th. Yes, October 7th at midnight UK time. It closes. And that's it. Then I have to start furiously counting all the results. So, live on Fuse FM next week, yeah, we're going to announce the winners. So the only way to find out, really, firsthand who has won is if you tune in to the Big Rab Show on Fuse FM, Battle Money, and, yeah, get to hear it firsthand. So we're live Tuesday night, 7pm UK time, on Fuse FM, Battle Money. Always worth checking out to see who has won what. (laughs) <laughs> there you have it so let's have a little look at the categories again just to remind you most improved band best flourishing best venue most emotional moment best beard of 2017 coolest bass drum coolest drums best concert or live performance band of the year best social media and then to end it off the big rap show legend award so if you haven't yet please do go and cast your vote if you're listening to this ahead of the 7th voting is still open and at the minute we have well over 3,000 votes already cast and I did say this on the live show last night but some of the categories are really really close and yeah I'm not even I'm not doing that to try and sell it to you but some are maybe five maybe ten votes in it do you know what I mean it's anybody's game in some of these categories so Go and check it out. Vote for your favourite. And yeah, you never know. They may lift the top prize of the Big Rab Show Award. Now, again, I keep saying this. We're not handing over 50 quid notes or anything. There's no monetary value. There's no trophies or medals. There's nothing like that. It's basically just bragging rights. That's all it is. So, yeah. For what it is, for what it's worth, it's a bit of fun. And a lot of people are actually running campaigns asking people to go and vote for them, which is kind of cool. So (laughs) if you're in a band that's been nominated and you've been running a bit of a campaign to win, then excellent. I'm all for it. Why not? Go for it. And um, yeah, for you guys, individuals, maybe on Best Beard or Best Drums or all of that. Yeah, and if you're pushing your campaign to try and get people to vote for you, that's class. That's great. I love that. So keep it going. But again, voting closes 7th of October. And that's it. You'll get to find out who wins. So if you want to find out firsthand, tune in to Fuse and you'll hear it live. Otherwise, I'll be bringing it to the podcast next week and we'll run through the winners very quickly. There you go. Now, as I said, transfer season 
is upon us, or sometimes as people call it, silly season, uh, because a lot of people jump and change bands, and bands also change kind of big appointments, and yeah, it's been happening a lot. As I spoke about on the last podcast there, and maybe it was a bit while ago, um, Chris Pollock, of course, stepping down from bass drummer of the Field Marshal. That's a huge move because that could potentially change the entire sound of the band. Although I dare say it won't because they have replaced Chris Pollock, has handed over the sticks to Mr. Robert Smith, of course, of the PSNI, who's an awesome bass drummer in his own right. So, hey, do you know, it's it's still going to be awesome. So, yeah, I'm really going to be interested to hear. But these are other bands that have made such big changes as well. And I dare say it will change the whole dynamic of the band. Let's talk about Buck and Peterson from Aberdeenshire. Of course, they've appointed themselves a new lead tip. The new lead tip is Scott Niven. Yeah, he's taken over from Brian Martin. Brian is stepping down after 23 years of leading the band's drum section. So, yeah, after 23 years, yeah, Brian, I think you deserve a break, friend. (laughs) So there you go, Scott Niven is taken over. And, uh, yeah, Scott had played with Buckin in 2016. And he was previously also with People's Ford, Boggall and Bathgate before that. And again, before that, he was with Bucksburn and District. So... He's also a full-time drumming instructor at the Gordonstown and Lathallan schools. I think I've pronounced that right. And that's in the Aberdeenshire area. So, also, that's where Bucking Pipe Major Scott Oliphant is a full-time piping tutor. So, I think, yeah, the move was just a natural move because he was teaching and working in the Aberdeenshire area. So, there you go. Scott is now lead tipper of Bucking Peterson Pipe Band. Now, that, yeah, we'll see whenever you change... Kind of the leading roles in pipe bands, it can really make a massive difference. Let's look, for instance, uh, whenever Alan Nevin uh, took over at Simon Fraser. Did not really change the whole dynamic of the band? Yeah, so here we are. Buck and Peterson have just changed their lead, lead drummer. So we can see a whole new change in style. So this is going to be really interesting to watch. I'll certainly be watching with interest. Best of luck there to Scott and the rest of the guys at Buck and Peterson. Now, other such transfer news, Blairian District. Yes, they've appointed a new bass drummer. Now, in case you've been living in a cave, you know who I'm going to be chatting about. Mr. Robert Cody. Yes, the bass drummer of the McDonald Memorial Pipe Band, who I just announced not too long ago, had been crowned All-Ireland Solo Bass Drumming Champion. Yes, as a result, or maybe not just as a direct result of this, but Robert Cody has been given the opportunity to lift the bass drumsticks with Blairian District. So... Not a bad move for Mr. Cody. <laughs> yeah, so you may think this will change the dynamic of Blairian District, and you could well be right. Having a new heartbeat in the band will certainly change things. But then Robert came from McDonald Memorial. Does that leave them short? Do they not have a baseman anymore? Well, they did for maybe 12 hours or so. They put an advert on Facebook and asked to get a new baseman. And very quickly got a new one appointed, Mr. Greg McLean. So there you go. Well done, Greg. You are now the bass man at McDonald Memorial, and we wish you well. McDonald Memorial obviously having a really strong season last year, and the band are building for big things. And if anything, they have a strong teaching ethos as well. So bringing on a lot of youngsters. So, yeah, there you go. An awesome band for you to go to, Greg. And, yeah, best of luck to Robert Cody as he lifts the big drum with Balerian District. 
Yeah, definitely not a small appointment by any means because, of course, Blairian District's lead tip is the legend. That is Mr. Eric Ward. Not too shabby. So, best of luck to Robert and to Greg as well on both of your new appointments. Well done, guys. Right. I was chatting about this on the live show last night on Fuse FM. Now, I was talking about the Inverarian District concert that's going to be happening on the 4th of May next year. And the reason I was talking about it is because their tickets are now available to buy online. You can now go and get yourself some tickets by emailing inverariconcert at gmail.com. That's very simple and straightforward. Inverariconcert at gmail.com. Simple. Email that account. Tell the guys I want, I don't know, 12, 15 tickets. <laughs> and then they will send you through the details of where to pay via PayPal. They're only accepting payments through PayPal if you're purchasing online. So they did put that up there. Bali Breeze Pipe Band are looking after the organization of the whole concert. And yeah, they're saying that payments online can only be accepted through PayPal. And there is your email address to go and email them for information. So that again, inverariconcert at gmail.com. Tickets are now available, and from what I've heard, there's been over 250-odd tickets already sold, and it's only been available now for a few days. So, I don't know. If you're living in Northern Ireland, or Ireland, or even Scotland, UK in general, you're going to want to get to this concert. I can't stress it enough. This is almost on a par with whenever the Live in Ireland concerts happened. This is going to be monumental. The Inverarian District, of course, are current world champions hitting the stage in Balamina. We all know and Verary know how to put on a show. So many, many thanks to Bali Breeze Pipe Band, first of all, for organising this. So, but yeah, this is going to be incredible. So I cannot wait. I will be there, all guns blazing. Yeah, I'm super excited for this concert. So that's the 4th of May, 2018. Get it in your diary and get yourself some tickets. Contact Bally Breeze Pipe Band through their social media or email them inverariconcert at gmail.com. Now, speaking of concerts, Mr. Fred Morrison, the legend that is Fred Morrison, and good mate of the show. He's just released details of his winter tour. Yeah, he's on tour this winter. And, yeah, I was kind of excited waiting for this announcement. I was thinking, oh, he might be coming across this side of the Irish Sea and I might get to see him again. But unfortunately not. Yes, Fred Morrison is concentrating his winter tour on mostly Scotland and the islands. So if you are listening to the podcast in Scotland or even in the islands, yeah, you'll have a real good chance to catch him because he could be playing very close to you. He's playing all over the place. So go and check it out on fredmorrison.com. All his details are up there of his winter tour. Uh, So go and check it out. Yeah, for details of where he will be playing, when and how much tickets are and stuff. You're going to want to go and catch him because we all know Fred Morrison puts on an amazing show. Speaking of tickets, the World Solo Drumming Championships are just around the corner. October the 21st. Yeah, tickets are available now currently through the World's website. You can go and purchase them. And the reason I've been mentioning it on the live show and the podcast is because I've been asked to plug it. Because apparently tickets are flying faster than expected. Yes, tickets are going so quick that they're worried that people will not, you know, get them, basically. Because a lot of what happened last year and year before is that maybe the Thursday night or the Friday before, they go, ah, I might go to that on the weekend. Go to look about a ticket and maybe buy it then. But they're telling people now, the pre-orders on tickets, the, the tickets that are going now, 
they're nearly sold out. So, yeah, if you're going to go to the world solo drumming, get your tickets now, is the instruction, because you don't want to be disappointed. Now, for those of you who've ever been to the world solos drumming, it's not just the drumming that's on display. Now, don't get me wrong, it's amazing. Some of the drumming talent that's on there in the world solos is top class. It really is. But also, what I watch it for sometimes is the piping. Because sometimes you get some of the best piping in the world at this thing as well. Like These guys really know how to choose their pipers so they can be playing as solid as a rock. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes watching the piping is almost as interesting as watching the drumming. So, yeah, it's an all-round event that you're going to hear some amazing music and just so much standing drumming. Get your tickets now is the instruction because, yeah, we've been told that they're selling out pretty quick. Now, October 21st, just around the corner. Now, we've also been asked if there was going to be any live streaming of the World Solo Drumming this year. Now, there has been on previous years. There's been kind of limited streaming there maybe a couple of years ago. And then this last year, they covered all of the senior final. Now, as far as this year is concerned, there's been nothing officially confirmed. Now, I know us here in the Rab Show, we love to cover everything that we can in the piping world. And the World Solo Drumming is no exception. But as far as I'm aware, there is no actual live stream being produced at it at the minute. Now, that's not to say that they won't come out with an announcement to say, yeah, here it is, here's the live stream link, you can watch the whole thing here. Ta-da. And if that happens, we will tell you all about it, we'll share out the link everywhere and tell everyone, hey, go and watch this amazing thing. But at the minute, the way it's going with ticket sales is that they're really seriously going to have to look into live streaming because <laughs> people might not be able to get through the door. So, yeah, as far as any confirmed live stream of the world solo drumming yet, we have nothing confirmed. We're just waiting to see. So us here in the Rab Show, we have no plans to live stream it ourselves. But, uh, hey, we never know. We'll have to wait and see if there's going to be an official one produced, first of all. So they wait and see is the instruction. Well... I did mention on previous podcasts about our podcast giveaway. Of course, the Trap Dry Drone Flow system. And it took us a couple of weeks, actually, to find our winner. So, congratulations, finally, to Ailey Neilgrove. Yes, Ailey finally claimed her prize. (laughs) She had been a couple of podcasts behind. She kind of neglected listening for a couple of weeks. And so, yeah, finally got caught up and uh, messaged me and gone, Oh my God, I just won. Yay. So, awesome. So congratulations to Ellie. We will get that in the mail to you, hopefully this weekend with a bit of luck. Yeah, I know I'm terrible at getting stuff done. Don't shout at me. But yeah, this has been the first podcast exclusive giveaway and it's quite big. You know, the drone flow system, uh, the the whole moisture control system by Trap Dry was just an awesome prize. So who knows, we may have some more future podcast exclusive giveaways to come just for you guys, the podcast listeners. Yeah, so stay tuned. There may be some little more goodies coming your way. Right. Tamlet O'Crilly Pipe Band. Yes, local here in Northern Ireland. They have just appointed themselves a pipe major. Yes, Tamlet O'Crilly have appointed a new pipe major, Mr. Robert Blair. Yeah, so as you all know, Robert Blair has been associated with the band in and around that area. He's also been playing with the Quinn Memorial this past year. He has taken over the reins at Tamla O'Crilly. So we wish him well in his new role. And of course, they've also appointed the lead drummer, Mr. Lee Elliott. He's been voted back in as lead drummer. So the band hope to get back out again and competing in Grade 4A in 2018. 
and yeah, they're also heavily in recruitment at the minute. So if you are interested in playing with Tamla Acrylic Pipe Band, the full details are up there of uh, the Pipe Major's mobile number and the lead drummer's mobile number, all that sort of stuff. It's all available through their Facebook page. So if you are interested, give them a shout because band practice starts on Thursday, the 5th of October. Get yourself along. New faces are all welcome. Now, one such band, however, are looking for a new lead drummer, and that's Bothwell Castle. <laughs> yeah, they're on the hunt for a new lead drummer, as well as regular core drummers for the up and coming season. They're asking you that if you're interested at all uh, and in the Bothwell area, to Definitely get in touch with them again through their social media or contact any member of the band and they will yeah, get in touch with you and possibly organise an audition or you look through your credentials and see if you're up to scratch Yeah, for fulfilling the role of lead drummer. So good luck to Bothwell Castle yeah, on your recruitment drive and also in sourcing a new lead drummer. So there you are guys. Right, one last couple of stories to think here. Let me see, the guys from the Las Vegas Pipe Band have done it. Again, the Las Vegas Pipe Band guys, as you all know, have an awesome YouTube channel. And they've recently just featured myself here from the Big Rab Show on Inside the Circle Part 1 and Part 2, which was just brilliant. Well, they've just released another part of their vlog series. And this one's entitled Fun Bus. (laughs) Yeah, this details the Las Vegas guys with Bully Breeze Pipe Band as they travel to the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton. And I think it's aptly titled Fun Bus because it details the journey there at the competition and the <clears throat> the adventurous journey home. <laughs> Go and check it out. It's an awesome video. It kind of captures the whole day for the guys. And yeah, there's a little cheeky cameo in there as well from the Blairian District guys. Go on, the Blairian girls! You! Awesome video. A lot of fun. And yeah, I would urge you to go and check it out. That's the Las Vegas Pipe Band on YouTube's, go and check it out. Definitely worth a look. Turn the page in the script. Now, this is a story all about how my left gut flip turned upside down. No, it isn't. Right. (laughs) This is a bit of a story that kind of blindsided me for a while and I was thinking of bringing it just specifically here to the podcast because it was too long to bring to the live show. Sometimes the live show can be a bit mad and hectic. Anyway, the piping world is kind of staging a bit of an X-Factor style contest at the minute for school pupils in Scotland. Now this isn't a this is a bid and so I'm reading the press release, it's a bid to uncover an iconic new tune for the national instrument. There you go. So what they're asking to do basically is they're asking school kids in Scotland who are involved in piping and drumming to compose a pipe tune. Now this is it. And the only kind of um precursor they put on this is that they want it to be, yeah, you must see, open to all sorts of accompaniment, right? So they're asking it to be in any kind of genre, be it pop, rock, orchestral, traditional music, anything. They're basically just throwing open the doors and saying, hey, if you can compose a pipe tune, go mad. Now's your opportunity, just go nuts. So, This is all through the Scottish Pipes and Drums Trust. This is being organised to try and encourage lots of young people to try and stick their hand to composing. Now, as far as composing tunes is concerned, I know myself as being extremely difficult. 
But what you can notice from the Scottish School Pipes and Drums Trust Twitter account is that they're periodically uploading little tip videos where some of the best in the business give you some hints and tips on how to go about composing a tune. And it's fascinating to watch. Um, Even for me, as a 37-year-old drummer, I can appreciate this, what this could be for these youngsters. Because whenever you look at the prizes and the incentive behind it, It's kind of incredible, and I would have loved to have entered this. The eventual winner of the competition doesn't need to be a piper themselves, but needs to be able to say that they've composed the whole tune from beginning to end. The winner will receive £1,000 for their school's music department and 250 cash prize for themselves. That's not bad, is it? 250 quid in your back pocket and a grand for your school. And all you had to do was write a wee tune. How awesome's that? <laughs> now it says here it's encouraging entrants to arrange a tune with other instruments, including vocalists and other pipers. So this is fascinating. So and this is again it's opening to young teenage kids, and as we all know, just looking at bands such as the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, some of these kids they could just, as I say, melt your face, you know, they're so talented. So I cannot wait to hear what kind of music comes out of this because I'm sure these kids will be able to produce some of the best music. So judges for this competition, one of the judges would be Mr. Lauren McDougall. Of course, he's one of Scotland's leading young pipers and he's featured on soundtracks and movies and films and TV shows, you know, like Brave, the Disney film, and Whiskey Galore, and even Doctor Who. You know, Lauren McDougall has been kind of a linchpin in the piping world. And he's still relatively young, Lauren. <clears throat> I'm only joking, of course. But yeah, he is an incredible piper of note. Really knows his stuff, and he's one of the judges. So, he's on the judging panel. And one of the other ones on the judging panel here is Kenny Forsyth. He's the chair of the judging panel. And he said the judges will be looking out for tunes that have the power to connect with an audience. Hmm. There you are. So, again, this is an amazing competition. And whenever you consider the talent that some of these children are already, you know, displaying. Whenever you look at the novice juvenile and the juvenile grades. and Some of these bands are just fantastic i cannot wait to see some of the music that these kids are going to be producing it's going to be awesome so for information and if you are interested in this competition check it out the scottish schools pipes and drums trust and they're running this whole competition so we'll be keeping tabs on it and if we do find ourselves with some new music coming from it i dare say it'll make the big rap show playlist yeah there you go right I shall take breath. (laughs) It's been a bit of a crazy old week here on the Rab Show. So, yeah, there has been a lot of other new appointments. I know there's now been a new lead drummer appointed to Thiepville Memorial Pipe Band. I think his name's John Beverland, I think. Yeah, so congratulations to John. And that will make a big change there at Thiepville. I think also they're heavily in the recruitment mode themselves. Uh, So, yeah, wish them well on the recruitment drive. Um, As far as ourselves on the Rab Show is concerned... We are just barreling forward into the awards. We're waiting to announce them next week. But after that, we've got quite a number of guests coming on our live show. Yeah, been busy behind the scenes booking interviews aplenty. So rolling forward, coming up into Christmas, I'll be interviewing like crazy. A load of people are calling into the studio, rolling over this next three or four months. Yeah, and we'll be chatting 
to see about what happens behind closed doors and band halls around the country. So it'll be interesting to hear, and hopefully I'll bring some of those interviews to here to the podcast. Yeah. Right, guys, it's time for me to take a big cup of tea, open up my emails, and it's time for the topic of the week. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results, and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work? House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire. Member profiles include an image gallery, contact information, a link to your website, and audio-video recordings, all with full 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow and get piping. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalised service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. <laughs> yes, my tea is poured. It's time for the topic of the week. Now, I have to give a shout out, of course, to our amazing patrons who, as always, are just awesome, supporting everything that we do here on The Rab Show. So shout out to HouseOfPiping.com, LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! And if you haven't yet, please get yourself along to our Patreon page and click that support button. It really does mean the world because we are currently investing in new equipment. Uh, We're just around the corner of purchasing a new sound recorder and hopefully a different mic setup and camera setup possibly for our live streaming as well so stuff like this you guys if you click that support button on patreon you really are supporting what we do so every single cent every penny that is raised through patreon all gets reinvested back into the show so it'll up the content it'll up the quality it's a win-win you know what i mean so there you are check out our patreon page it's definitely worth a look, and please do if you can click that support button. There you are. Shameless plug. Now, time for topic of the week. Woo! My favourite time of the week where I just get to sit here, drink tea, and talk nonsense to you guys, the podcast listeners. Right, I did throw out the challenge on last week's podcast that this week will be a QA podcast, and I told you no topic is off limits. Yeah, so feel free to ask me any question than you guys did. You emailed me in bigrabshow at gmail.com and let's get to it because there's a load of questions here. Right, first question, first of all, from Kelsey Drummond. Hi, Kelsey, how's it going? And she says, uh, let me see, what type of flourishing style do you like? What type of flourishing style do I like? Now, in my tenor drumming days... 
in my tenor drumming days, flourishing styles were always kind of mirrored, or we always tried to emulate the Canadians. Now, it's kind of controversial in saying that, but that was like maybe the late 80s, early 90s, when, of course, the legend Mr. Tyler Fry was, you know, finding his toe, finding his feet, and just, you know, starting to kick some serious butt. So, yeah, us on the piping world always looked to Tyler to see what he was doing and just tried to emulate his style. It was awesome. But for me, personally, at the minute, what's my favourite flourishing style? I honestly don't know. Now, for me, whenever I'm watching a band such as St. Lawrence Atul, their tenor drummers kind of, how do I describe it? They're visually rhythmic. Does that make any sense? You know what I mean? They're not just flourishing to flourish. They're kind of flourishing in times of the music. And I notice it more with St. Lawrence Atul and possibly even Field Marshall as well. A lot of their stuff is very rhythmic as well. You know, it seems to pulse along with the rhythm and it kind of draws your eye to the rhythm as well. And for Aryan District, maybe not so much. A lot of their stuff seems to be extremely technical. Like, I can't believe they can get some of the movements that they get with their arms without them falling off sometimes. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, sometimes, yeah, flourishing, mm, there can be two different levels to it. Sometimes it could be almost distracting from the playing, and in other times it can really complement it. You know, basically, I don't even know if that's the right way to word it, but rhythmically visual or visually rhythmic, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I know what I like, do you know what I mean? And sometimes I can tell when a band is basically just trying to flourish too much, you know, and I can maybe say, yeah, just relax, kind of notch it down a wee bit there, maybe play a little bit more, you know, just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Food for thought, but I know what I like. Bands that stand out to me with the flourishing that I really enjoy would be St. Lawrence Atul and Field Marshal. And that's not to take away from Inverary. Come on, because Inverary are awesome. It's just sometimes they make me tired. Looking at you know, I think, wow, how do they do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's incredible to watch, but it makes you feel tired. You're like, that's a workout there. Do you know what I mean? Anyway... There you go, Kelsey. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> I've probably rattled more cages than anything else. If anything, I came from the days when flourishing didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, flourish. I remember whenever I was maybe nine, eight or nine years old and I was tenor drumming in grade two, we were kind of one of the very few bands that actually did flourish. Yeah, most bands back then had tenor drummers who just, Beated the whole time. They just stood and played the whole time. They didn't really flourish at all. Like I knew a lot of tenor drummers that didn't have any strings on their sticks. You know? But that was my era. And then the Canadian people came along and showed us how awesome flourishing was. And then we all tried to copy them. So the rest is history. Okay. Got an email here from Brian Harris out of the great state of Utah. What about you, Brian? How are you? He says, hey, Rob, I have some questions. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's start at the start then, shall we? He said, I was recently asked if all snare drummers and pipe bands play with a traditional grip. Ah, yeah. So, can someone get away with a match grip in a pipe band competition? I personally have only heard of one, and it was an old military snare drummer. Match grip versus a traditional grip. Right. I have been told numerous times 
that if you're going to play in a pipe brand, pipe band, it has to be traditional grip. And that's it. <laughs> There's no second guessing this. Now, I have seen pipe bands from international fields coming in, and I've seen snare drummers playing with match grip, and it does look odd. Now, for you pipers, you don't know what match grip is. Basically, make two fists and point, point your toes towards the floor. Toes towards the floor? What am I talking about? Point your fingers towards the floor so the backs of your hands are pointing towards the sky. That's match grip. So the two hands look the same. But whenever you're playing traditional grip, one hand is turned over. So your fingers, one hand points, points to the floor, the other hand points to the sky. That's traditional grip. That's a kind of a weird way to describe it to you. But I'm trying to do visual stuff on a podcast. Leave me alone. So, but yeah, I have known very few drummers to play with match grip. It's not unheard of. I have seen drummers doing it. I don't know technically if it's correct to do so. Uh, I don't know even if drumming judges would maybe even mark you down because of it. I doubt it, but I don't know. It's a possibility. Maybe somebody who who is pretty ultra-traditional, uh, I don't know, could possibly mark you down for it. But, yeah, as far as myself goes concerned, I play the traditional group, although I learned how to play left-handed, which is weird. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I hold my sticks the wrong way around. I turned the wrong hand over because the guy who taught me sat across the table from me. And I just copied his hands. Yeah, so I learned how to play backwards. Weird. Anyway, that's, a, that's another story entirely. On to another question. He says, what are your thoughts on poly pipes over African blackwood pipes? Okay, talking about polypanko plastic pipes, obviously, over African blackwood. To me... Hmm... Yeah, this is going to be controversial. Poly pipes for drones, I don't think you can get the tone with them that what you can with African blackwood. Now, that's not to say in recent years, especially this last two years, that technology has moved on so much that possibly it's hard to tell now. Um, as far as maintenance is concerned for drones, especially for poly pipes over blackwood pipes, I don't know, maybe you have less issues with plastic and everything. You know, there's less uh, problems with water and, you know, effects on climate and everything. But, yeah, speaking as a drummer, yeah, looking at blackwood pipes, that's going to be the way forward, honestly. Poly pipes, don't get me wrong, they are great. You know, they can get a good solid sound out of them. They just sound a little bit thin to me. However, when you're talking about chanters, I honestly think there isn't a big, massive difference between the African Blackwood chanters and the poly chanters. I honestly cannot tell the difference. And that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, here, shout out to G1. Those guys make some excellent chanters, and I think they make them from both poly and African Blackwood, I think. Yeah, maybe could be wrong there. But, yeah, from my own personal opinion, it depends on what you want. You know, if you want something that's going to be low maintenance and you're going to get a decent enough tone, maybe not as full rounded and as warm as you would like. Uh, it depends what you're going to do, you know, really. If you're going to be playing in a concert setting and you're live on stage with a band behind you, you know, rock band and stuff, you know, polypipes are 100% fine. They're grand. But if you're going to be playing a solo kind of circuit and you're playing P-Rock and MSR and people are listening for that tone... I think you're going to want to lean more towards the Blackwood. But that's just my own opinion. I'm sure you guys can shoot me down. 
Here's another question. He says, what do you prefer competing in? Is it MSR or medleys? Hmm. That's a difficult question. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can get a real good MSR that just really makes you swing whenever you hit the reel. Do you know what I mean? You just get that feeling. The march, sometimes you can march up in a real good strong tempo and you just think, yeah, we're going to hit this MSR real good. You get into this display and you get your loud quiet, medium quiet and it's just, ah, just, you know. If you get an MSR that's really bouncing and the band really clicks in it, there's nothing beats it. But then again, a medley performance, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you could finish, finish a medley performance and you'd just be just absolutely buzzing. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes medley performances could last up to seven seven minutes and stuff. Just incredible. But don't get me wrong, medley performances sometimes, because they're that little bit longer, it takes that little bit more concentration, so you actually feel a bit tired by the end of a good medley. But um, yeah, sometimes medley performances for me as a drummer are more an exercise in stamina. I don't know what it is with, with pipers perhaps, but I know certainly from a drumming point of view, you're always conscious about your parts and your breaks and everything. And it's more more of a concentration game with medleys than it would be for MSRs. But if I had to pick one as being my possible favourite, I would have to pick the medley performance. Because come on, as a spectator, medleys are awesome to listen to. And MSRs are good too. That's a difficult question. Brian, what are you doing to me? But yeah, I'd have to pick medleys. There you go. <laughs> he's asked MC Brian asked what kind of sticks were you partial to play in your competing days that's pretty easy um, I had maybe three different brands of sticks that I used throughout my playing career whenever I was playing which wasn't that long ago thanks everyone um, I used the Alec Duthard signature stick until they stopped making them um, whenever they stopped making the Alec Duthard sticks I was heartbroken <laughs> because they were the sticks that I learned how to play with they they were the weight that I knew. They were just everything. You know, the Alec Duthard sticks, they were my thing. And then they stopped making them. And then I flew into a blind panic. Uh-oh, what am I going to do? So then, of course, I went to the KP2s, which, again, everyone played with KP2s. They're just awesome. They are a pretty great stick, not going to lie. And then from KP2s, I went from that on to a dandy. A dandy had a pretty good, I think it was in the SD1. I think it was. I can't remember now. Uh, but yeah, I, def- I moved from KP2s onto the Adanti sticks. And again, it was down to the leading drummer's choice at that time. Uh, whenever I was playing, it was in possibly uh, with Ballandary Bridge. It was in grade one. And they, the lead drummer basically told me, it says, you're playing this brand of stick. And you didn't get a choice. You know, <laughs> you got a huge box full of Adanti sticks and said, there, pick yourself two pairs and that'll do you for the season. Uh, so hmm, okay so there you are I had to pick <laughs> so there was no more KP2s they were thrown in the back of the car and never seen again so they, those were my three really I haven't tried any of the other new signature ones like I knew Eric Ward has ones out uh, Stephen Crichton of course has ones out with Promark now with the whole grip system and everything I'm dying to try that by the way I'd love to try those um, but yeah there's loads of signature sticks I think even Grant Cassidy from the Chili Pipers has a, a set of sticks out now which I'm intrigued to buy I would love to check these out but yeah i just haven't yeah been competing this last what two three years so yeah i'm gonna have to check these sticks out it's gonna be really interesting so who knows i might find another future brand and i could tell you these sticks are awesome go and try them but my advice to any drummer is don't get too hooked up on one particular brand play what feels comfortable 
uh, because whenever I was playing with Alec Dothard sticks, I refused to look at any other brands. And then when they suddenly stopped making them, that was it. It was like my world was over. It was horrible. Anyway, I was about 13 at the time. You know, I got over it. Uh, let me see. Um, the question, this is, uh, what is your most memorable moment in competing? Ooh, big question. I've got quite a few, actually. Uh, but one of my most memorable ones is whenever I first got made lead drummer of the Quinn Memorial, all those many moons ago, it has to be my first major championship win as a lead drummer. Yes, it was all emotional and stuff, and there was tears flying. And of course, it was the Scottish Championships and Grade 4B, no, Grade 4A, sorry, Grade 4A Scottish Championships in Dumbarton. And it was an extremely wet day. The band was all standing there in the grand finale. Nobody could hear the results because with the wet weather, the sound system had shorted out. So I just hung back with the band, was having a laugh with the guys, and suddenly somebody came running over saying, Rob, you've won. I thought, I, yeah, I've won. Shut up. <laughs> I thought they were joking. And then another guy came over and said, come on, come on, you have to go get your trophy. And I said, uh-huh, dead on. So I put my hat on, went walking to the front. Next thing, people were taking photos. And the guy came and shook my hand. And I was like, what's going on? That This is that, this was a joke. So, yeah, as soon as I got made lead tip, my first major championship win had to be the most memorable. Plus, there was a load more of other championship wins that I will probably never forget. Uh, but that one's up there. Probably your first big major championship win has to be one that you'll never forget. So for that, for me, that's up there. So not taking away from all the other championship wins, you know, because they were pretty awesome too. Because I'm, I'm very aware that a lot of my old bandmates listen to this. So <laughs> but that one has to be up there. That was pretty awesome. Okay. Outside the pipe band world, what are some of my hobbies? Do you know what? I don't really have much. And I know that sounds quite sad. But believe it or not, I am a big music fan. And yeah, I do play drum kit as well. I play kit drumming quite a lot. I've played in numerous different kinds of bands. Rock bands, jazz bands, country bands. All sorts of different music all around the place. And uh, just gigging and playing little gigs and pubs and bars and stuff like that. I've been doing that for quite a number of years. Uh, so that keeps me interested in other areas of music. Um, also... I like gaming, believe it or not. I'm a PlayStation 4 gamer. Ah, I'm the PlayStation 4. We see all the Xbox users are going to start screaming at the, at the radio now, or the headphones. But yeah, I'm a PlayStation 4 player. I do enjoy gaming every now and again. Um, yeah, massive Grand Theft Auto fan, actually. It's a great game uh, because it just gets completely immersed. You know, kind of it ticks you out of everyday life. Plus, I'm really excited about the new Call of Duty game. Oh, that's getting completely away from piping and drama. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the new Call of Duty. I do enjoy a bit of Call of Duty, to be fair. It's good fun to unwind and shoot people in the face with a shotgun. And You know, sometimes it's good fun. <laughs> but there you go. I'm a bit of a gamer. I am a huge music fan. That does tick me away. I do read a little bit and I enjoy watching, you know, TV and cinema. I have talked about it before, you know, all reading comic books and stuff. You know, I do have a lot of different hobbies away from pipe bands. Sometimes you do need a little bit of a release, not going to lie. So there you go. Hope that answers that question. He asks here, who is your favourite snare drummer of all time? Who do you call the god of drummers? Oh, well, for me, come on, that has to be Jim Kilpatrick. I know, it's the obvious choice. It's the obvious answer. And everyone's going to roll their eyes and go, oh, for goodness sake. 
But come on, Jim Kilpatrick is an absolute legend in his own right. Look at how many world solo drumming titles that man has won. You can't take it away from him. You can't win that many titles and not know what you're doing. Also, the drum cores that Jim Kilpatrick managed to put together were simply incredible. Honestly, back in the days of Shots and Dykehead, I remember running, running across the park because somebody said, Shots are tuning up, Rab, get over here. And I ran across the park so I could get over to see Shots drum corps in action. They were just incredible. So yes, I did, if you watch the Inside the Circle interviews with the Las Vegas Pipe Band, I go through all of the drummers that kind of inspired me and all that sort of stuff. But who would I call the god of all drummers? That's a difficult one because, of course, the late great Alec Duthard has to be mentioned in there. Of course, you have to talk about Bobby Ray, just an outstanding drummer. And, of course, my own personal mentor, you know, Winston Matier Sr., awesome drummer. Uh, Gavin Bailey, oh, come on, I could just sit here naming names now. But, yeah, for me... The first name, top of the pile, that has to come to the top of everyone's list, I think, in the piping world, will have to be Jim Kilpatrick. There you go. Can't take it away from him. Okay, and he says, who's been the most influential person in your pursuit of drumming? Hmm. Who's been the most influential person? That's a difficult question. Influential person in your pursuit of drumming. I don't know. That's a pretty... Hmm. I don't know. I look up to a lot of drummers in the piping world. Of course, I look to Stephen Crichton, who that guy is putting together some serious drum corps. Stephen McWhorter as well. Oh, my word. Gordon Brown with Boghole. Come on. There's just, of course, there's just so many amazing drummers. Somebody's going to get offended if I don't name them. But, you know, there's just so many amazing lead drummers, even core players as well. They're just, you know, those are the guys that I look up to. Whenever I'm looking for inspiration that maybe lift the sticks and have a good practice and maybe possibly push out with a pipe band, I'm looking at these guys and I feel inspired and think, yeah, wow, dang, you know what I mean? That looks like so much fun. If anything, that's kind of the crux of it. They make it look so easy. <laughs> and then you go and try it yourself and you just realize that your hands move the speed of a, a 90 year old, you know? But, yeah, who's the most influential person in your pursuit of drumming? That's such a difficult question. Wow, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Good question. Hmm. I might have to come back to that one, Brian. Anyway, he's also asked, what's my favourite food? Well, my favourite food is food. I do love eating everything. I have to be honest, though, I have really missed haggis. I haven't had haggis now for a good few months. Yeah, I used to live on haggis. Oh, man, I love this stuff. Yeah, I haven't had haggis in a while. So haggis would probably be up there with one of my favourites, to be fair. And plus, is there anything you can't add bacon to that doesn't make it better? Like, seriously? I would probably eat yoghurt with bacon in it. Yep. Bacon. (laughs) There you go. Who doesn't love bacon? He asks here, do you teach drumming anymore? Yes, I do. I have uh, ongoing lessons here at the house. I teach drumming. If anything, I'm sitting here in my practice room. I've got a snare drum sitting in front of me. Yeah, so I teach drumming on possibly not even a daily basis, but yeah, because it's every other day because of the radio show. But yeah, I have guys regularly coming out to my home here to learn how to play drum kit. There you go. Plus, I have 
a few guys who are interested now in lifting the sticks with a pipe band so first of all want to come to me to learn the basic rudiments before they go in through the doors of a band hall which is fine I don't mind doing that I don't want to go down the line of teaching scores and stuff because I leave that to the band themselves but yeah I do teach yeah and it's fun if anything you know it keeps my hand in playing at the same time I might not be playing with any bands anywhere at the minute but it certainly keeps me playing and keeps the hands moving so yes I do still teach um, there is so much more questions he could ask, but he'll keep it to an even 10. Keep up the great content. Many thanks, Brian has it. Brian Harris from the great state of Utah. Brian, thank you, pal. You've sent in so many questions there. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Now, Claire Adamson. Claire from Sydney, Australia. What about you? Hi. Thanks for emailing in. She says, hi, Rob. Love your show. Just a quick question. Okay. She says, why do the tenor and bass drums tune to the pipes rather than the bass drum being set first and the pipes tuning to that? Oh, that's such an easy question. Yeah. Let me see. I'll get around it. She continues on. She says, in my band, the pipers set a frequency and the drummers tune to that number. I have a background in concert bands where the band tunes to the oboe as it's the most stable and easy to hear. To me, it makes more sense to tune to an easily heard sound, rather than tuning together as a band, where it is harder to distinguish the individual sounds. Can you answer this, and in simple enough terms, for a relatively novice bass drummer who has very little knowledge of pipes or piping tuning? Not a problem, Claire. Now, this is my take on it. Now, I make might be completely 100% wrong but we will have a series of podcasts coming up all on bass drumming and we do ask the tuning question there is a magic number for bass drums to tune to but that magic number matches the bass drone I think is what it's set to on the pipes the reason it's set to that is simply one word ensemble Now, whenever people ask, what is ensemble? Basically, it's the collective sound that the band makes together as a unit. It's not a pipe core. It's not a drum core. Whenever you're looking at ensemble, you're talking about an overall performance. Ideally, you want your bass drum blending in with the sound of the drones of the bagpipes. You want that big, full-bodied tone, that big mm, that big hum. It, every time you're pulsing that bass drum, it's like a pulse coming from the drones. Do you know what I mean? Whenever I say that the bass drum is the heartbeat of the band, and with each pulse that's the heartbeat, you want it to kind of wash over you as another layer of tone on top of what the pipers are producing. Essentially it is a pipe band, and the pipes are the focus of the music that we're making. Now, that's not to take away from the drummers. All you snare drummers, don't start shouting at me. But, yeah, essentially it is a pipe band. So the main instrument to be heard is the pipes. So we tune, as drummers, we tune to the bagpipes as the star performer. (laughs) Right? Star performer. Wow, even that hurt me to say that. But, yeah, that's what we're looking at ensemble. We're looking for that tone, that pulse that matches the music that the bagpipes are setting. So, whenever you ask the question, why do we tune to the pipes? Because basically, we could tune a bass drum to any pitch. We could tighten that sucker down until it was as tight as a snare drum. And it could be ping, it could be up there. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> and you'll never get a set of drones on bagpipes to reach that high. Well, maybe you could, but do you know what I mean? Drones on bagpipes have a certain range and pitch. So once they're set to the pitch that the pipe major is happy, and that's where he wants it to lay on the meter, be it 442, 443, 444, wherever that magic number may be on the meter, that is the tone of the band that he wants to set, so everyone else has to play to that. Does that make any sense? Now, from what I understand, now this is where people will probably correct me, but the bass drum itself gets tuned to the drone, the bass drone, and then the tenors get tuned to the notes on the chanter. Now, I could be 100% wrong. Some bands do do it differently, but I do understand that that's the reason behind it, the tuning. Uh, but if you want to find out for sure and to hear it from the experts themselves, some of the biggest names in the business, you'll have to check out our podcasts coming up on bass drumming that are nearly finished, by the way. It's around the corner. So pretty interesting question, Claire. And I do understand the concert bands tune to the oboe because it's the most stable instrument. And in a pipe band, bagpipes are not stable at all. If anything, they're the probably biggest thing that fluctuates up and down. But that's what makes this game so interesting. Because things do change. And yeah, we all have to change and adapt and try to get the best possible performance. So whenever you're asking, that's why. (laughs) That's why we tune to the bagpipes. Because they are the main dominant instrument. They're producing the drone tone, the whole hum of the band. And your bass drum is complementing that. Basically, that's producing the pulse, that boom, that nice big pulse, pulsating sound that's basically complementing the hum from your drones and your pipe bands. There you go. That hope I managed to explain that. I hope you guys, yeah, well, probably all laughing at me right now. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that was kind of half correct. There you go. Now, I realise I've been talking for quite a long time, so I'll have to wrap things up. But we've got another question here from JD Ingram. What about you, JD? Thanks for emailing in, pal. Uh, he says a couple of questions. Uh, let me see. What's your favourite Peabrook? Ooh. That's a good question. What's my favourite Peabrook? Hmm. There's a few, actually. Well, there's one that I used to love, and then I kind of went off it, and that was the Flame of Wrath. Because, obviously, it was performed there by the 7th and 78th in concert, and whenever you heard Bill Livingston playing it, and, uh, you know, that was just an awesome tune. And then whenever Scottish Power played it in their medley there not too long ago, it just kind of reignited that tune again for me. And if anything, their tick on the Flame of Wrath, you know, it was just awesome. So it kind of, you know, I started listening back to that Peabrook again, and I was thinking, this is my favourite Peabrook of all times. It was awesome. But there has been a couple that's kind of raised my attention recently because I've been listening to a lot of Peabrook music this last, what, year or so. I've been trying my best to get into it, yeah. Uh, one such Peabrook that has raised my attention was composed by Donald McPhee. Yeah, the salute to Richard Parks, MBE. If you haven't checked this out yet, it's kind of a live recording uh, of Donald playing this tune, the salute to Richard Parks. It's fantastic, it really is. And for Peabrook music, sometimes you can get kind of bored and dull and, ugh, come on, you're playing two notes over the last 15 minutes. No, go and check that out. Trust me. Salute to Richard Parks, MBE. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I don't think it'll be my favourite, though. Yeah, 
uh, what was it? Was it Lord Lovett's possibly could be up there? Uh, what's my favourite? Come on, Rob, pick one. Okay, it has to be the one that's possibly played most commonly at the Glenfiddich. You normally hear it most years, and yeah, it's the lament for the children. It's played now possibly by most solo pipers around the world. You all know it probably very well, and it's possibly an obvious choice, but I have heard some really good uh, arrangements of it recently. Not just with the pipes alone, as you'd normally hear a people play, but sometimes you hear it and it has like strings and all accompanying it, sometimes even voices, guitar work with it as well. Sometimes some of these arrangements of Peabrook now are just incredible. They take your breath away. So, yes, my favourite Peabrook then would have to be Lament for the Children. There you go. And I'm sure everyone's going, oh, that's obvious, for goodness sake. Why couldn't you pick something a bit more obscure? Well, believe it or not, I'm a drummer and I'm only really just getting into Peabrook now, to be honest. And that one would be my favourite. Okay. Last question goes to J.D. Ingram. He says, what band outside of the UK and Ireland would you most like to play with? Ooh, that's a question. What band outside of the UK and Ireland would I most like to play with? Hmm, okay. (laughs) This could be a controversial question, okay? Because a band that has really excited me in recent years is the City of Whitehorse. I know, that's controversial. I shouldn't be saying it. The City of Whitehorse Pipe Band were just awesome in their last performance there at the National Championships. Such a shame about the whole disqualification and everything, and all the drama that happened. But, yeah, the City of Whitehorse were an awesome band. What an amazing drum corps as well. Also, speaking of drum corps, probably the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. Equally brilliant. And if anything, I'm probably mates with half of the band. Uh, you know, Garth McGlaze and all the guys there at the core. I probably know most of the band there at the Western Australian Police. So, yeah, that would be cool just because I'd love hanging out with mates. Uh, Western Australian Police, let me see. Of course, it would be awesome to play for Simon Fraser University, wouldn't it? To play with SFU or even the 78th as well. Do you know? Ah, come on. This is such a hard question now. I'm thinking of bands from all over the place. What about Jocks? The Transvaal pipe band from Johannesburg. They're awesome. And even Balagan or Balagan, however you like to pronounce it. And, oh, what about the Bagot bands? Cap Caval? Come on. Those guys are serious. Ah, that's such a difficult question. (laughs) I'm just going to start picking out names from bands all around the world. And, oh, I forgot... New Zealand Police, even Manawatu, or Canterbury, all the, ah, oh, come on, all these great bands from New Zealand, even Australia, of course there's some South Africa as well, the guys from France, uh, come on, there's just far too much good music to pick, but yeah, it's, that's not me sitting on the fence, okay, everyone's going, oh, just pick one, would you, well, I can't, no, there's too many, yeah, probably, the first one that came to mind then, probably, will stick with them. <laughs> although it's controversial I don't think they actually technically exist anymore um, so yeah I don't know possibly Western Australian Police cracking good band uh, possibly New Zealand Police Simon Fraser University the 78th of course just too many good bands to mention that's a difficult question Jerry. anyway right guys that's me for the podcast this week hope you enjoyed that it's a bit of a conversation yeah it's good to chat to you guys and have that question and answer i might do that again sometime yeah but next week's podcast will be predominantly 
all about the Big Rab Show Awards. Yeah, next week's going to be pretty special because after 3,000 plus votes already cast, we'll finally get to hear who wins. Who wins what? And then we'll talk about it. We'll see. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You know. Yeah, we'll chat about it on the podcast next week. Now, please do give us that all-important rating on iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Honestly, it means so much if you subscribe on iTunes or even follow us on Podbean because as soon as an episode's uploaded, then you won't miss it. So I hear a lot of people saying, oh, the last podcast I listened to was episode 11. We're like, man, we're like in episode 30-something. Where have you been? Oh, then I've got a bit of catching up to do. You need to tell us whenever you upload them. Well, this is the way you do it. Subscribe, give us a follow, and you'll get a notification every time one is uploaded. You'll get a ping on your phone. Rab's managed to upload another one. So, (laughs) there you go. That's it for the podcast, guys. It's been a pretty busy week this week. Thank you to everyone who emailed in your questions. Hope you enjoyed it. And if anything, we do hope to bring that again because it was good fun. I enjoyed doing that. We will bring another QA podcast in the future. But for now, it's time for me to finish my tea and head out the door. And I will see you all on the podcast again next week. All the best, guys. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances, G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current World Champions in Vararian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best.